Welcome back to this podcast. I'm Chris Harvey, and across from me is my co-host Adam Nilsson. And this week we are back to talk about drag racing and stuff, coffee, and coffee, coffee and stuff mostly. And race cars are fun, super fun, sure, all the fun. They're so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get into it. Yeah, Riley, what'd you get in the mail? I got a gift. A nice one. Yeah, I appreciate this. Yeah. So a while back, a, f- a friend on a friend of the show who I've met, we met in Nola when we were doing WRL stuff. Oh, okay. Um, goes by the name Jimmy Radiator. On, ah, on the Facebook. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, but uh, he messaged me and asked for my address, which of course is always a bad idea. So right. I get, naturally, I just give it to him. Yeah, as one does. Yeah. If we're friends on Facebook. I mean, really, we're all on white pages, so it's not like you can't just look it up. But. I mean, at this point, more people have it than don't. Yeah, it's so, it's public whatever. knowledge. But it's like I, I send it to him, and then he says, you'll be getting something in the mail. Well, obviously. Oh, good. Can't wait. <laughs> Usually. No, it's good. Not bad. Or not a good thing. No. Um, so I end up getting coffee in the mail from Jeff Brown. Which is such a weird thing. Yeah. So he brews coffee. Um, if you listen to Slip Angle's show, yeah. uh, he's talked about it. Or Dinner with Racers. Or so dinner you with know Racers. who Jeff Braun is. Yep. Yep. So I get get it in the mail, and it's literally from Jeff Braun, and has, <laughs> has his address, has the, address whole, the, whole, the whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, and then, so then I get a pound of coffee, which apparently he roasts one pound at a time. Oh, they're small batch roasted. It's craft. It's Man. craft coffee, Adam. That is some hipster shit, right there. That's pretty awesome. So it's then, the, I feel like it's not hipster from him. No, but it's hipster shit. It's kind of. It's kind of some hipster stuff. Yeah. Craft craft coffee is kind of hipster. Oh yeah, especially especially small batch. Yep. So I was gonna brew a fresh batch of or a um, pot be, of coffee. It would be wasted on me, and I was gonna me. have you try it. It would be wasted on me. But I decided me. not to waste any of it on you. I I <laughs> am not in any way upset by that. It would be totally wasted on me. Yep. So I because a, I wouldn't know it from canned Folgers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would be a, a huge waste on me. Plus, you would have hated every second of it, anyways. I don't know if I would or not. To be completely honest with you, I don't know that I've ever had any. I feel confident in telling you this. It's probably super you don't bitter like and I'm not, you won't not like into it. it. Yeah. You like Rooster Rooster. You don't like coffee. I had a Rooster Rooster yesterday. All right, we're on the, we're on the same page here. I went, into, <laughs> I went into QT yesterday with every intention of buying the largest fountain Rooster Booster that they would sell me. And their Rooster Booster and their Rooster Booster Light, which I wouldn't drink anyway because nah. I don't want that sugar-free horse shit. No, I want uh, the real. Yeah, straight to the veins, people. Let's do this. Uh, they were broken. Their taps were broken. So I had to buy in a can. I was like, what the son? Well, I mean, it's, to be fair, it's better in a can. It is better in a can, but... You get less of it. In some situations, I'm more of a quantity over quality guy. And yesterday, I needed the quantity more than the quality. We've all had those days. Seems to be a lot recently. But yeah. we all have those days. Yeah. So. Yeah, so this shows up. It's a pound of coffee and a in a bag and it comes with this actually comes with a couple things so it comes with uh two hero cards from CrowdStrike Racing so it talks about the uh the LMP2 24 hour winner so that's cool yep and then also the number 4 CrowdStrike uh AMG GT3 so it dawned on me while you were holding it right away here just right before we started uh since their name is CrowdStrike they should have Mustangs you would think yeah 
maybe next year with next year with the new. Ooh, there you go with the, the new GT3 car. Yep. Um, so then it also has this paper, and we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> and then it comes with this handwritten note. It says, "Robbie!" Exclamation point. Your friend, um, Jimmy Radiator, not really his name, uh, sent this to you. Enjoy, be. Jeff Brown. And it's signed on a sticky note. That's so cool. Which means it's going to go on the wall. It's so cool. So if you wanted to, if you, I have an autograph. And the best part isn't was, it, isn't it, it kind said, of ironic that? He's probably he probably has as big a fan club as some drivers. Yeah, for sure. All or because, more or more drivers. all because of podcasting. The the fun part was on the bag. It's got a custom printed label. It has my name on it and ten cent podcast that's on it. So he's so a, he's aware of us. Right. So Which, we should just reach. I mean, we need to reach out. Bad, but. <laughs> now then, of course, he's an engineer. So I have this uh, pro tips to get the most from your coffee, and it's nine bullet points um one the valve on the bag valve on the back of the bag is a one-way valve designed to let carbon dioxide escape from the freshly roasted de- uh, the freshly roasted beans and allow them to degas did you right. know that adam that's, i that's nice i don't know that i've ever seen a bag with a valve on it i guess every every coffee bag ever oh really is it's, that a thing it's a thing oh um it's, i've only seen my coffee in large tubs aluminum cans <laughs> Um, then he got talks about like, you don't want to let it sit for more than six to 12 hours. So only grind the beans before you're about to use so them. So you have to grind them? They're not pre-ground? No. Oh, okay. I have a very fancy coffee grinder. Do you? I do. I paid oh, good Jesus. money for it. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, then he goes into it and talks about, um, the best to use a coffee within 14 days of the roast date, which won't be a problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so then it just goes in. It's best to use one of our Atmos uh, vacuum canisters. So apparently I need to get an Atmos can- canister. And then he goes <laughs> to talk about, uh, he's got a website for other brew method suggestions. So it's Mesa Vista Coffee. Pretty awesome. Is it really good? It's good. It's very good coffee. It's yeah. an excellent cup of coffee. I, I may have, or may, I I may, or may so not. I have so little experience in the coffee world oh. that, I mean, I'm sure... That there's a, a tasteable difference. Oh, yeah. It's like wine where someone could be like, these beans are from wherever, wherever. Right. But roasted like, to this. Yeah. That's that's a bit extreme. But. Yeah. But there are people that do that. Yeah. I don't know. I, it was an excellent cup of coffee. I really appreciate it. It was a very nice gift and a nice surprise to an otherwise long and demanding week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But since I didn't, since I know you don't like coffee, or assume you don't like coffee, or wouldn't appreciate a good cup of coffee, no, I would not. It would be wasted on me. Um, I decided that I'll let you try something else. Oh, good! Can't wait. What horse shit have you brought me today, Robbie? This is, I see Brewing Company on it already, so I'm already annoyed by this. So, as you know, yeah, we're sober, me and you. Yeah, and it's there's never been a better time to be sober and also like beer. So I've heard. So Athletic Brewing Company is in a company that only makes non-alcoholic brews. Where are they out of? Uh, the East Coast, I think. Oh, okay. They're not a local thing? No. Okay. no, no, okay. no. That's all I care about. Um, I just thought it was maybe a local company. I thought it was... Oh, no, it's California. Milford, Connecticut, or California. I don't know which one's where they're actually brewing it at. Do you like lemons? Sure. All right. Why not? Well, this one came out recently. Like a good lemon-lime-based soda? It's called the Ripe Pursuit. Some lemonade, maybe? It's a non-alcoholic lemon rattler. 
which is basically basically a lemon beer. Okay. Um, There's one from. Is it very lemony? Very lemony. It was. It's a lemon punch to the mouth. Is this gonna over? Does it overshadow the beer? I promise you. You will not have a beer taste. So is this, this going to be my favorite bullshit drink I've ever drank? Maybe. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty low bar. Damn. It's a crisp pop. Oh, it's fresh. Yeah. Um, so there is another a lemon rather that um, it's from like... From Europe, I can't remember the. It's one of the oldest breweries in the world, and it's a it's another non alcoholic lemon radler. Okay, totally different vibe. That one's more just like a hint of lemon. It's, a, it's like a it's more of like a bitter, um, more of a an actual radler taste. Okay, this one is more like a a very lemony drink. It's very citrusy. Okay, not very beery. Okay. Which is why See, I, I brought, support this. Which is why I actually can like if this if this was an IPA, I wouldn't even bother. Okay, but because we tried it last weekend when I was hanging out with Booney. I was like, I'll just buy these. These sound good. Because I was looking for N.A. Coronas to bring to the party. Okay. And uh, they were all out. So I bought this instead. And we were all shocked at the taste. Oh, okay. And I said, Adam needs to try Pleasantly this. Pleasantly surprised. We were. And then I said, Adam needs to try this. Okay. And then... It still up. pours like a beer. Well, yeah, it's still a brew. Yeah. Smells lemony, huh? It's not as lemony as I as I expected to smell. Well, it's still a brew to smell, huh? Don't worry, it's got less than half a percent of alcohol, <sighs> which is less than a banana. Just so we're clear. Okay, <laughs> I know you're really less than you're, a banana. You were re- you were really worried about that. I know. <laughs> is that a thing? It's a thing. Really, there's more alcohol in a banana than there is in this. I didn't know bananas were alcoholic. They're not, but there's there's like natural alcohols in a banana. I just thought it was potassium. Nope, there's more to it. Oh, okay. All right. It smells... I don't know what I smell. It's very strange. So it is. Right Pursuit is based on a simple belief. The juice is always worth the squeeze. It's a lemon-infused, Rattler-style brew, bursting with citrus and and balanced with a light sweetness, smooth and zesty. They got... They a lot got, of buzzwords. Yeah, they got... Right. Well, they got like... Yeah, exclamation points and spots. I you're don't, reading I this in a really uncomfortable position. Yeah, and it's, it's well, written weird. Uh, smooth yeah. and zesty with a moderate haze. It's about refreshing as it gets. Cheers. Okay. Oh, wow, it is lemony. Oh, yeah. It's a lot more sour than I ever would have that's, expected. Uh, oh. For a Rattler, it's very sour. I know. I'll, that's almost like... Lemon juice. Yeah, it's and I barely taste any sort of beer hoppiness. Yeah, it it honestly it tastes like a very sour lemon. There's a little bit of a yeah, hop, it's a little bit barely. of a kick. Uh huh. We were really impressed. Huh. I I legitimately thought you might actually like it. I don't know that I would like drink Bye. this. Uh huh. But I'm not mad about it. No. I it's like not it. offensive. I like it a lot. It's a lot better than that hoppy refresher crap. There's a lot more flavor. Like a lot more flavor. <laughs> oh, man. It's sour. Yeah, it is. I'm surprised it's not labeled as a sour, ah. honestly. You feel it in the jaw. Yeah. It's almost like... Oh, it, man. It's almost like... That's a le- the first time I've ever taken a second sip of of one of these sorts of things, Robbie. That is true. It, it almost tastes like a yellow, uh, w- one of those warheads. Yeah. It kind of tastes like yeah. that. 
but in a drink form. It's actually it probably it's tastes not nearly more. as sweet. No, like there's no sweetness to it. It's straight sour. sour. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. I don't hate it. No, and you can't drink beer all day if you don't start in the morning. I just feel like I wouldn't. I could not drink ten, this, ten of these. Like you know how like Dalton drinks. Just beer after beer after beer. I could not do that consecutively with this for sure. Well, I can't do that with like any. Look at even like even non alcoholic beers. I'll drink like two. Right. And then I'm like, eh, that's enough. I'll go back to liquid death. I feel like this isn't I feel like beer sits have would sit heavy in my stomach. It does. And this probably wouldn't. Yeah, it's 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 light. It's, it's, very, it's, a, it's a it's very sour. It's a hundred calories, so I mean it's 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 technically a light beer. Huh. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 very, <laughs> it's very sour. Yep. That's not the worst thing I've ever drank. But yeah, if, if, if you like sour beers or like, you know, those type of like sour sodas, type, that type of stuff. Yeah. Athletic Brewing Ripe Pursuit. I was impressed. Huh. I was impressed. Then I drank three of them while we watched the boxing matches. Woof. <laughs> Woof. That's better than I expected, Robbie. Kudos. I, I aim to please. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Historically, that's been the case for sure. So, anyway, yeah. do you want to talk about your Z a we, little we bit can real do a, quick? We can, or we can do a, are we just like, nah, fuck that thing? Nah, we can do a quick update. Okay. I mean, no one cares. I even have a poster that says that in the, in the wall. I, that's not true, Robbie. People care. Somebody cares. Um, care. Yeah, so where we left off was at Road America... I broke the housing of my fuel pumps because I was investigating a fuel starve issue. Yes. So, ordered ordered a replacement fuel pump housing. Just a OEM factory replacement? No. I bought a non-OEM factory replacement. Okay. So but that, still like a plastic one. Brand new plastic. Okay. Had a like, bunch of good reviews. I knew I wasn't going to use the fuel pumps anyways. I didn't know if someone made like a like an aluminum welded oh. replacement that you're not going to have to worry about breaking fuel fittings on. No, because like even that. even the radium swirl pot setup puts an aluminum swirl pot on the passenger saddle and still pumps into the OEM bucket. Oh, really? And then you still pump through that. So, like, even okay. then, I regardless, I would have to have a new one of these. Okay. Because I did kind of consider, I was like, well, like, we're already here. Why don't I just fucking go that far? Right. Uh, but, we can, but, yeah, Joe, my tuner, t- basically talked me out of it. It's like, let's just... Let's just try to fix it first before we go throwing parts. everything at yeah. it. Let's not fire the parts cannon quite yet. He didn't. He didn't completely talk me out of it because I did replace both fuel pumps because I was already in there. I'm like, fuck it, we're just gonna yeah at least replace all this because like as you saw when I was inside like pulling the, all the wiring and looking at it that I don't know if it was the 85 or just gas in general because I don't think it was the right. I don't think the company that makes the starve kit uses the right type of. Um, uh, wiring the uh, with the uh, with, with the conductor on the edge of it. Uh, what do you, what do you want to call that? The yeah, loom. No, fuck, what is that word? I don't the know. Plastic. The plastic that goes around the, okay. the insulation. They don't use the oh. right kind of insulation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, you have to use like a very specific type of wire for gas. F- fuel is corrosive. Shockingly, not. Yeah, corrosive. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, yeah, and it's really hard on. The wrong plastics. Yep. So, and I think that's why when I was looking at it, every time I would basically touch the edge of the 
the fuel tank, yeah. it would like rip the insulation off. Yeah. And you, and you saw it and you're like, man, yeah. you're, you're destroying that shit. And yeah. Like it, it, it also just kind of fell apart in my hands. Yeah. Which is scary. Cause now you have the potential to have an exposed conductor in a fuel tank. Yep. So replaced all the wiring in there. Cause I, or, I ordered the right stuff or ordered, uh-huh. ordered the right heat shrink. Cause it, Different types of heat shrinks. Heat shrinks. Yep. Yep. So I got that. So I completely redid all the wiring. Ordered a uh, new um, housing, like the whole the pole pump assembly, and then because OEM it has a returnless fuel system. Uh-huh. Mine was set up for return because it was a big turbo car. It back used to be a big turbo car, and I wasn't about to like reinvent all that. I was like, and it's working, so I was. We're just gonna stick with that. So I had to. So you didn't want to go back to a returnless system? No. Okay. No, I'll just stick with what we got. I didn't know if there was an advantage at lower power. I don't really understand fuel systems that well, to be completely honest with you. I don't have a good answer as to what, so like, I don't, if it makes a difference. In my mind, I feel like you almost have to have a return of some sort. But Yeah, because like the, the 240 know. was a returnless with the LS setup. Yeah. But this, I don't know. This, I don't, someone more smarter than me can tell you that yeah. uh, what the nuances of the two. But it was returned style i was going to keep it return style okay so i started disassembling the housing getting it all set up um took the old fuel pump out and it was kind of corroded had a bunch of like like literally corrosion on this on it, the surface that used to be an e85 car yep so i, I just looked at it and i was like i don't like how this looks so i ordered a brand new aem and then since i was on the other side and because i had broken the little peg off the bottom where the the suction uh, piece goes uh-huh. i was like well Fuck it. Let's get another one of them, too. Because the, the Walbro, um, what was that? The 270, whatever. Well, anyways, the, the Walbro, Walbro fuel pump that was in number four, a replacement one was like $70. I'm yep. like, all right, well, let's get a new one of those. Yeah. Get a new AEM on this side. What? Brand new fuel pumps. Smaller fuel pumps are not that expensive. No. And that's where I was at. Like, even if, like, let's just and remove like, some doubt. If you're, if you're only, like, trying to get up to, say, four or 500 horsepower, a fuel pump isn't that expensive. No, not at all. Because like even the AEM was like a hundred and sixty, I can't yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, um, yeah. So I replaced both of them while I was in there. Um, had had the housing all set up. I drilled my hole to get the the return line all set up where it needed to be. And then there's another part that kind of goes in the bottom, and you basically remove the little check valve thing that's in there, and then you plug in this plug that basically goes to a hose. And then that's when I realized that the OEM and the non-OEM are different. So I completely cannibalized this fuel sender setup, only to realize that I had to have an OEM setup. So I ordered, I looked at it, a brand new OEM setup, it's three hundred fifty dollars. Oof, of course it is. So Jesus I ordered a used Christ. one for a hundred. <laughs> yeah, it, that was like out of a, a wrecked car. It was it, looked, so, it was in great shape. Don't get me so wrong. So I know was, there's Nissan put the VQ in. Fucking everything. everything. Do you have to have a, a 350Z fuel pump bracket system, or is it the same so. in in most th- of these cars? I don't think it's the same because okay. like I get that it, the, it has the a saddle tank is probably different. Not yeah, and, the same, and, and every like, every fuel tank is probably a different height. Oh yeah, so. I suppose. But yeah, there's a there's a, a salvage place just you know, like a few hours south of here that had one. Oh, okay, for like I think it was like maybe a hundred dollars shipped, and it was like it was in like a a plus degree. Um, oh, okay. And it was it was in it was in perfect condition. Right. So I yeah then did everything twice, 
installed everything. I mean, if you're going to do it well, you just will do it twice, right? right? Yeah, so I, I screwed it up on the first one with the second one in. And then uh, got it all done, started the car up, immediately had a check engine light, ran like dog shit. Yeah. And this is where I was, and then and this is where I texted you. I was like, do you remember what the fuel pressure was? Uh-huh. And we both explicitly remembered it being at 40. I remember p- being right at 40. 40 PSI. Yep. And it seemed to be a little higher, like probably, maybe not all the way to 50, but it sure seemed like it had, had bumped up quite a bit. Okay. So I talking to Joe and, and we said, well, it's tuned for 40 PSI. So let's just dial the regulator back to 40 PSI and see how it runs. So you already have a, like a manually adjustable fuel pressure regulator. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, like a aeromotive, like it's, it's just a little it's a, yeah, screw it's, tight. It's, pretty, it's it's yeah. I assume it's in still good shape. It's it's a nice uh, regulator, right? Uh, so dialed it back to forty psi. Still no change. I was getting check engine lights and I was saying like O2 sensor circuits, and it was like four different codes. I was like, what the fuck? So then I was thinking like, okay, what's that? Did I did we tune to a dying fuel pump? Like, did we have a, like what else is going on here? Like. So we we did a bunch of logs, sent them off to Joe, and he responds with, your logs are hilarious. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking fuck. Well, you tuned it, dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, ne- like, never once did I question it being his tune, yeah, even yeah, though I, I do know. appreciate the fact that he did question himself, thinking like... I know, but, but it's still funny. Like, Yeah, so obviously it was not that. So like he goes, well, how? let's do some sanity checks. So we were like swapping O2 sensors back and forth checking that and he's like let's start by replacing he said i can't remember what what bank one or uh o2 sensor one he wanted to replace i was like well i'm just i know they're not oem yeah so i'm just gonna replace all of them with oem okay just to remove all doubt right uh so i did that i think didn't that used to have a standalone in it oh yeah so yeah i'm sure none of that stuff's factory well i i when i put it together the first time just to get it running. I yeah. know I didn't buy OEM. Oh, okay. So they're not they, the ones that they didn't, came with No, because he had wideband. He didn't like. Oh, right. He didn't right, have right, anything right, set right, up right. for that. Right. So I, I would have bought stuff to get it running. So I know they weren't OEM, and I couldn't tell you what brand. Probably Chineseum. Yeah, probably. Whatever, whatever the cheapest eBay or Rock Auto could sell you. G- GCS, if you will. I don't I don't. Oh, yep. Okay. <laughs> yep, I'm with you. So Someone will get that. Um, Careful, Robbie. We got in trouble on <laughs> YouTube already for that sort of generic Chinese shit. <laughs> Anyways, <sighs> so replaced them with uh, OEM replacements. Immediately, the check engine light went away. Everything's running great. Um, so, <sighs> so somewhere between, annoying. so like I, I never had a check engine light at Road America for that. Right. So somewhere between when we were messing with the fuel pump. To driving it on or dragging it onto the trailer, driving it onto the lift, my O2 sensors went out. No idea. So that was give, like causing it all sorts of problems. And then yesterday, I got the the Innovate wideband installed just to verify that we are getting the readings that we smart supposed to be getting. So smart. and it, it it does it's it's running fine. My my readings are exactly where they're supposed to be. I haven't had a chance to go out and like test drive it to verify like if I still have fuel starve or not. Uh-huh. It's gonna be really hard to do not on a track. Yeah, which in all reality I probably can't do, especially in our straight road world. There is a like if you take this blacktop. I know, but it's like two pretty large radius yep. sweeping. Like you can like eighty five percent of the cars on the road could take without dropping cruise. Yes, the, at the, the speed limit. There there is one road. 
on the way to Winterset that if I take it coming back this way, if I take that sweeping right hand um, at the speed limit and then basically floor it up the hill, I think that would replicate where I was seeing my problems. Okay. So it, it would be as close as I can without putting it on a track and without really breaking the law. Right. So I'm going to probably try that. <laughs> With the car that you don't even have titled in your name. Shut up! <laughs> I mean, I'm not breaking the law. It's I'm, insured. I mean, what... I mean, yeah, sure. Okay, Robbie. Whatever makes you, whatever <laughs> lets you sleep at night. It's got insurance on it. That's all that matters. Will they cover it if it's not registered in your name? I mean, it's insured in my name. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't think they check the name on the title. I don't know. They made it. I've gone to the DMV th- or uh, the courthouse four fucking times. I know. I know. It's always, it's always been something. I'm with you. I get it. Well, then it was $350. But it, like, it had been so long. They're like, yeah. well, it's going to be a $350 fine. But if you wait two more months, it's $50. Right. Because that makes well, sense. Well, I'll clearly just wait two more months then. Because like, even they told me to do it. Because that makes and sense. And then that was back. That was when I bought the Mini. I've not been back to the I've not been oh. back to the the courthouse since then right and i'm not gonna go just for the z because who cares right <clears throat> yeah so the z's back together it seems um fuel pumps are fixed oh two sensors are replaced um seems to be running just fine so huh like a handful of days late but would have been because it would have been nice to have it at yeah at hastings. hastings you were there last weekend yep because jess and i just worked grid and helped right. the whole weekend right um, which was a, which was a super fun have you, weekend. Have you been on that track? No, I haven't. No, really? Nope. Just been in the paddock. At one years. point, Ryan and Dalton had bought. They have like a a membership program. Yeah, we and took, Ryan we took and the Dalton flyer for it. Have bought that at one point. Just it's not a close drive, but it's not outrageous. Uh, four hours. It's not yeah, bad. it's not, not bad that at all. Bad for us. No, nah, so I mean, Jess still wanted to go because we like she'd worked. A bunch of nights that week. We'd hardly seen each other for like a week. Yeah, yeah. Just opposite schedules. Right. She's like, well, I still want to go. Because like I was still going regardless just to help. Right. I was like, well, I mean, yeah, we can sleep in a tent. and Some level of obligation to that stuff. I was like, you can can help if you want or just hang out, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, she helped with tech and grid. Right. You know, as much as she could. Right. And then, um, yeah, I mean, she had a really good time. And then we just made a weekend of it and just spent Sunday in Omaha. I know. So you went to the zoo zoo without you. Fucking prick. (laughs) It was nice. The jungle's been closed for like No, months. it wasn't. It was open. I know. Well, <laughs> basically, like, if the jungle's not open, I won't go. That's just I don't blame I you. about it because that's where the Arapaima are, and that's what I want to see. There was a lot of them, Adam. They're big. They're so big, Ravi. So big and So neat. incredible. <laughs> They're literally my favorite fish in the whole world. I don't blame you. They're the, neat. The coolest. They are neat. So cool. Yeah, so. Anyway. Hopefully, I uh, have the car at RPM. You can start kind of doing the final sorting of that and then uh, start tearing it apart for the winter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you have a list? I do. Do you? Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. I have, I have, I have like three lists. I have immediate lists, which is going to be what I'm going to do over the winter before first race of next season. Okay. The, uh, the HR swap list. Okay. To, to go to the HR swap. Yep. And then the... That's, that's list two, right? Yeah. Okay. And then That's list, not the immediate list. No, no. The immediate list is just stuff to maintain with, with the engine I got and then other upgrades that I can do that would be regardless of what engine I have in the car. Right. And then the next step, if that engine blows up, would be the HR swap. Uh-huh. Which is really fucking annoying because there's one for sale in Oskaloosa right now. The swap or the engine? The whole swap. 
the whole fucking swap. Is it a reasonable price? If I hadn't just spent all this money, yes, <sighs> I would. I would have probably just went. The even even got if your back, Robbie. Even if I just let it sit and then went got to it eventually, right. it's still right. a fair price. The firm's got your back, Robbie. PayPal credit does too. Six months no interest. OnlyFans will help you pay that off real quick. I don't think guys make near as much money on that. I didn't say that, did I? Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know if Jess is going to be willing to do that for help racing. You don't have to tell her. <laughs> I think that's illegal, Adam. <laughs> See, there's that. Well, I saw one where it's like uh, it's like a, a husband and wife, right? And she's like, "Oh, like we got a notification that all of our our house is paid off and all that." And he's like, "Yes." weird right he's like taking pictures of her feet (laughs) when she's not paying attention like yeah smart Uh, i I would gladly sell pictures of my feet i wouldn't even care yeah um but then the third list is the i want to do something wild i want a nine thousand rpm high compression vq just because okay yeah and i can't i cannot fucking get it out of my head i like it because the, the, the the weird thing though right now the pistons the cams and like everything except the rods are available on marketplace right now from like multiple people, but it's for the it's for the DE, and I don't want to invest that much money into a DE. Right. But at the same time, Jeremy Salinas down in Kansas City has one that's seized up sitting in his shop. He's like, You just have this. A DE? A DE. Okay. And I was like, so I could I could, so if if it's I could a get a built devil's advocate here, Robbie. I get that the HR is a better motor out of the box. Agreed. But if it's a built motor, does it matter? I've had that same argument with myself, and I don't know. Because if I can get a basically a free long block that yeah. needs to be rebuilt, yeah, yeah, get it machined, get it fixed, get uh-huh. all, get everything it needs, replace the rods, the pistons, go to hyper compression, replace the cams, go to standalone, and then 300 and something odd, 9,000 RPM VQ detuned to GLTC spec... What difference does it make? Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know exactly what the difference is between the HR and the DE. Subtle differences. And then but, the- like, people always, I, mean, I know the HR makes more power, and HR literally, it's, if it's, I understand this correctly, stands better. for high rev. And it tunes better. It tunes better because of the different ECU? Uh, the dual throttle. Oh, it has a dual throttle body setup. Yes. The intake manifold is two. Two plenums? Yes. Okay. Big deal. You're going to put an aftermarket plenum on a 9,000 RPM motor anyway. There is that, yeah. So that's out the window. So I've, I've, costed, I've costed it out, and it's like, man, this would... It's annoyingly not. If I do it all the myself... The amount of stuff you have to change anyway at that point, it does, does it really make sense to even bother with the HR swap? You and I think alike. I'm not here, <laughs> Robbie. I'm not here to help you make good decisions. I just want you to know that. I'm, I'm, just I'm here. putting it out there so people can tell me to stop thinking about it because I don't think that's what any anybody who I've talked to that has listened to this show with any regularity is probably not going to tell you not to do that. Joe listens to the show, so I'll be. For he'll text reason. me, be like, "I'm listening to the show. Don't do it." Yeah, because tuners are like, "Yeah, <laughs> let's not build a nine thousand horsepower or nine thousand RPM high compression." He's a drift car tuner, Robbie. He's going to be like, "Fuck yeah, let's go, bro!" He, no, he's the first one to tell me to go to the HR over the DE. Well, yeah, but that was when we were looking at stock motors. Now we're talking built motors. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, gotta be fun. I mean, I, I can build an engine. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. But just 
there's uh, and it's to the point where like I like like I've said earlier on the show is like I'm never gonna be the pointy end of the stick of GLTC or any racing that I do. Right, right. I want to have fun. And a nine thousand RPM that sounds VQ fun, sounds Robbie. fucking fun. That sounds fun. <laughs> so that's that's where it's like the the smiles per dollar starts to make a lot of a sense right. there yeah, until, yeah. until it explodes. But that's a whole different conversation. That's future use problem, Robbie. But yeah, no. That, that, According to Joe, this one should have blown up already anyway. So yeah, like two and a half years ago. So it's fine. Yeah, I'm way ahead. Of the, I'm way ahead of the game. Yeah. This 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 engine doesn't owe you anything, Robbie. It's there, fine. There is there is an engine in pieces oh, in God. Omaha. Here, here we go again. <laughs> but it's missing one of the heads <clears throat> for like five hundred dollars. How hard is it to get a head? Not. So they put the VQ in a ton of shit. It's everywhere. So the three point five liter that they put in an Altima or a Murano or whatever is that the same? Basically, yeah. part for part, like the heads. Uh, I wouldn't go with that. Did far. they put an HR in those cars? Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the yeah, like the yeah. There's all sorts of the three point five of that. So like if you know we're looking oh three oh four. Yeah, that VQ is basically the same across all of them. Okay, with some nuanced differences between the cars, and then okay. same like with, with like oh seven oh eight HR. It's just kind of the same thing. Okay, so if you pull it out of the frontier, it's, it's basically the same engine. Okay, a lot of the architecture is the same. I don't think I wouldn't say it's exactly part for part, but it's you could swap them in no problem. Right, because like. If you buy a car with a motor without a head, but all the heads are the same, there's a billion of those engines out there. The heads shouldn't be that expensive. There are. That's that was it too. Like, well, like, do, if I take them, wiring specialties already has the DE harnesses. They don't have the HR harnesses, oh, so like they don't have man. an HR swap harness. So I could just be like, I could just buy the DE standalone setup. For, Robbie, I've I've bad news for you, Robbie. You, I don't think I think you just need to cross out the HR list. Just and, just build just move build, on. Build your just build your dumb on. DE. If anyone has a DE that they have parts for or have a, like an engine that's just sitting in the back of your shop, you're like, I need to get this out of my shop, and I think Robbie would like this for three hundred dollars. Robbie, needs- let me know. I could I'll, I will if I can get the parts where it makes sense to just be like I can I can have a nine thousand RPM car for three grand here. Then it makes sense in parts. Robbie needs some Hot Boy Cosworth parts on this car. No, because the, that intake is twenty six hundred dollars by itself, used. Uh, do we do we have a mutual friend who still has ITBs? No, he sold them. He sold them. Damn it! Did he finally sell those? I think he did. I don't remember him selling them. I guess. I remember him posting them. I guess I don't remember him selling them. I don't know that he sold them. Because at one point he was trying to trade them to you or sell them to you or something. Not that long ago. No, because if he still had them, he'd for sure be trying to sell them to me. Especially after this episode of yours. Well, that's, I guess we'll find out here in a week then, won't we? <laughs> tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, on his way home. Yeah, he'll listen to it on the way home from Probably. Probably. Yeah, no, I, I don't know how I went down this rabbit hole, but the more I think about it, I was like... I can fucking do that. Yeah, let's do it. Can, let's do something silly, Robbie. That sounds way more fun. That does sound more fun. Because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend five grand on an, on the on next, a stock motor on a stock engine swap, that's dumb. Because like I have to, I can't use the same flywheel. I can't use the same clutch. I can't use the same radiator. Like it's just like it just <laughs> nickels and dimes. These are like this is the same fucking engine, and I can't use any of the same that's parts. So dumb. And I, then I, and if I'm gonna spend that kind of money, I'm not throwing another stock ECU in. I'm going to go to going right. to go to a standalone i'm gonna get a clean harness i'm just i'm gonna take that step right it's like well if I'm, 
but I could do it at 9,000 RPMs, and that sounds fun. That sounds way more fun. <laughs> uh, this isn't even so, a conversation. So anymore, I, I, I do I need somebody that should, no. I need someone like Joe to be like, all right, here's the truth. You're an idiot. <laughs> but let's do it anyway. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, the Pistons are in Minnesota. The the Cams are in also in Minnesota. <laughs> They're like literally a couple hours away. There we go. See? It's Road like, trip. Yeah. We'll go fishing. I'm doing. I haven't <laughs> fished in Minnesota in a long time. <clears throat> I haven't illegally fished in Minnesota yet. Yeah. I've never illegally fished in Minnesota. I've legally fished there because I had multiple licenses at one time. Oh, yeah. I have not done that. So... Yeah, so that's where I'm at with my weird thoughts. Here's a weird fact for you, Robbie. Because I was I, this your your fuel pressure chat made me think about this. Yeah, so you yeah. said you your target fuel pressure is like 50 psi, 40, 40 to 50 normally. Yep. Uh, my carbureted car, my Omni. That's like four psi. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like and no like psi. Six psi, you'll like blow the seats out of the needle and valve setup, and it'll just fucking flood the car out, and it'll die. Yep. It's just such a it's weird. It's such a hilarious difference. Yeah. But then, like, apparently, direct injection is way up. It's like another giant leap up in in fuel pressure. Yep. Because apparently that's really high fuel pressure. Because like I was shopping around like just in case the regulator was bad too. Yeah, like, just let's replace everything. Right. Um. That's just like a lot of them start at forty. So like everything that was you know those aftermarket yeah. ones are meant for like high compression, right. high, high horsepower. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, turbo, whatever, whatever. Right. So it's like forty to a hundred and eighty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I start at the bottom. We'll just tighten that screw all the way no, down. I have, got it. I have a. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, that the fuel pressure regulator on my Omni has a range of two to twelve psi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And they cost the same. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably the same part. It's just a different thickness of spring or whatever yeah. diaphragm. Yeah. So, just a funny thing, funny yeah. thought, yeah. <laughs> but, radical different differences. So, yeah. but yeah, the, the Z's back together seems to be fine. I had Max weld up uh, a, a wide band bung onto my exhaust, so I'm covered in uh, fiberglass slivers. Per oh yeah, because it was all wrapped and shit. Yeah. yeah so Thursday <laughs> night, Max. yeah Thursday night. No, he he didn't have to deal with any of that. Oh okay. I took the i I took the header out Thursday night. Unwrapped it? No, 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 no. I unwrapped the end of it where the bung's going. Oh, okay. So then took a picture and sent it to Joe and said, where do you recommend I put this bung? And he circled all the picture and said, here. And then, of course, t at least 10 degrees off center line so it doesn't get moisture on it. Right. So I knew that part from the instructions, but I saw right. it. So then I got it and brought it to Max. But yeah, you know, I don't know if you've ever taken headers out of a VQ. Kind of fucking sucks. Yeah, probably. There's like, the, there's like three bolts that are just a gigantic pain in the ass. Gross. So it took me like an hour and a half. You couldn't have talked Max into coming here? And, dra and drag one of those gigantic TIG welders with him? Oh, I don't know how big of a TIG welder is. They're industrial size. Like they have like... One of those goes in the van, doesn't it? Probably. You could have just ran... I legitimately didn't even consider that. could have just ran into the... It, done it, it on the lift? It, 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 it would have been such a pain in the ass to get... Like, I suppose because it's, it's right by the frame rail. You said it's it at, has to be. It's a, at an angle, like at an upward angle, yeah. too. Okay. So he would have to like creep around behind. He probably could have done it, but yeah. it would have sucked. That's and of course that bung doesn't. It's just a universal bung, so it doesn't like uh, align with the 
with the with the radius of the of the tube. Right. So you have to kind of fill that gap. Right. I mean, it's not much of a gap, but it's still a gap. Yeah. And so, you want to make sure it's filled. Or yeah. Just blown out. Yep. So yeah, so I I brought it in, and then yeah, all he had to do was TIG weld that part, and then he's he's got a sticker on his toolbox that says "fuck engineers," so I always cover that with like <laughs> magnets and stickers and stuff. Every he's he's sitting there welding. I'm like, "fuck with this toolbox." <laughs> That's rude, Ravi. I know he is. Mess, rude. He you is don't rude. mess with a man's toolbox. I can cover a sticker with a magnet of myself. That's rude. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> But yeah, so then then I installed it last night and then verified everything was running like it should. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I'm covered in fiberglass slippers. I even wore long sleeves and gloves, and I still just like made it yeah. through. It's like I was waiting for a delivery. I was waiting for them to show up because I got gloves on. And then not only that, because I kept every time I like stick my hand down, it would pull the sleeve up. So I like taped the sleeve <laughs> to my glove, so my <laughs> sleeves would stay all yeah, long. Yeah. But you know, after you've rubbed your forearms against the header enough times, it just kind of makes it through and gets embedded in your arms. Yep. And then the worst part was that, like, basically from my eyebrow down to my like my mouth on the on the right side of my face, I could just feel it because like every time I like scrape something, I, it would just like fall on my face. Right. So then, like, then I rubbed it into my eyes, and I was cursing the world and yeah. my life and my, yeah. my 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 choices, your decisions, and yeah. I could be in the basement playing video games right now, but I'm out here yeah. putting fiberglass in my fucking eye. Yeah. Verbatim. <laughs> that seems fair. Sim racing is making more and more sense these days, Robbie. You could spend just as much on that. but that, that... Yeah, but it doesn't hurt you physically. Oh, yeah. Emotionally, yes. Obviously. But you don't get to feel 9,000 RPMs, Adam. No, you can listen to it. That's not the same. Put a butt shaker thing on the it's bottom. It's not, not the same, and you know it. And you know it. You're right. We can try, though. We you can try. It. You know it's not the same. It's not the same. 9,000 RPM would be fun. Dude, I... Right now, I cannot stop thinking about it. I want to do a 9,000 RPM VQ with a titanium exhaust. That's all I want. I'm not here to talk you out of that, Robbie. Right. Maybe the titanium exhaust thing, because that seems like... It changes the sound. I know it does. It makes it way better. I know, but... It's a lot of money. You're right. So what I what I would recommend just to be reasonable, let's get the motor built. I already have the exhaust. No, not the use, titanium, but I have an exhaust. Use the exhaust you have. Yeah, of course. Get the motor built. Uh we'll we'll sort the bugs out and then we can we can move to the titanium exhaust as time allows. Maybe list four. So like you that's know, fair. yeah, so that's fair. Yeah, so by well, the, no, ne- technically it's list two because we've already or well, three because we've killed two already. Fair enough. Two is dead. So it's enough. gone to me. It doesn't exist. There right are now. there are a lot of v, of DEs available within a four hour radius of here. I'm just saying. I mean, you'd be dumb not to. My marketplace is saved with all of them. Yeah, and if it wasn't for the HR that was like literally an hour away. Yeah, man, I can make a nine thousand. RPM HR, I guess. Yeah, but then you have to spend all that money. I know. Yeah, it's at least two grand of other stuff just to get it right. in the car. Right. That's you're you're doubling your budget there, Robbie. It's unnecessary. I agree. It's wasted money. Yep. And just and like I, your coffee I, machine. And I know the DE. We're not wasting money here, Robbie. Nope. You're making fun of me because I stole that coffee maker from my ex girlfriend in college. No. And I still have it. Uh, like we discussed before, you didn't steal it. She just never came back for it. That's true. like this table. But also, 
even though it's a pain in the ass, you refuse to not use it because then you'd have to buy one. All right, back to the coffee. Back to the coffee discussion. Now that we can wrap up this whole little segment. So I have a coffee maker that was my ex girlfriend's in college. She donated it. Well, to be fair, she hated it because right. it wasn't even hers to begin with. It was, I think, it was gifted to her by someone else who also bought it and realized they didn't really like it. So it's one of those like vacuum sealed, um, like containers. So when the coffee goes into it, it has like a screw on lid. And it stays hot forever, right? But you're supposed to be able to like kind of loosen the cap and then pour your coffee. But it always makes, makes a it fucking makes a, mess. Yeah, it, like it doesn't the hole work. It's terrible. Yeah, so you just so it's just easier to just unscrew it completely and take the cap off, then pour. And I've used this every day for ten years. Right. And it's not dead yet. Right. And so I, heaven forbid that Robbie would replace it. I'm more stubborn than it is difficult. And now I still and I still keep it. The other day it actually I thought it was dying because I hit the button and it wouldn't wouldn't brew. It's like fuck. I gotta buy a coffee maker. Left it unplugged for a day. Plugged it back in. We're good. So, uh, just out of curiosity, does Jess know the history? Oh yeah. She also oh she knows. Oh yeah. Oh okay. no secrets. Okay. She I knows that sure. she knows that this table was donated. She well, knows yeah, that. Well, we made fun of this table. That was. No, nah, even she agrees. It's wasteful. Water. It's wasteful to throw a co- good fine. coffee maker away. All right, that's fair. We spent good money on a on a coffee grinder. But I'm not going to replace a good coffee. Is maker. she a coffee drinker? A little. A little. Not no. not like you. No. Not as much. No. Okay. I mean, she, she drinks coffee like for the caffeine content. Well, yeah, she's a nurse. Yeah. So that works nights. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So okay, fair enough. Yep. I didn't know if she knew the history. <clears throat> no. No. Some girls would be like, "We're throwing that away." You can buy your own damn coffee maker. I'm not throwing that away. <laughs> I made up money. I got I got nine thousand RPM VQs to build. That's fair. That's fair. I think I'm just gonna throw that shit away. You're out of your mind. <clears throat> so anyway, I did a thing. You did things. So here, probably two three months ago, my dad calls me. He's like, "Hey, uh, one of my one of my buddies here, where he lives in in Missouri now. He him they they were wanting to go to the NHRA Top Fuel event at Topeka." Why? Because it's the last one ever? Uh, we didn't know that at the time. Oh. So, but uh, he had never been. The the friend of my dad's had never been. And so my dad called me and he said, hey, you know, do you want to go? Uh, is Logan interested in going? Whatever. He's like, it's a guy's weekend. So, so it's uh, going to be awesome. So I'll buy, I'll buy you and Logan tickets, but Katie's not coming. Not allowed. No girls allowed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Count us in. We'll do that, I guess. And I knew going into this that Logan probably wasn't going to love it. I mean, he's been at Topeka, and he did really good at Grid Life. No, so. no, no, no. So my kid is a very – he's very skittish. He's very cautious. He's very quick to uh, get scared. Okay. And when I tell you that you have never heard anything like top fuel cars in your life – you have never heard anything, yeah, like top fuel cars. Yes, didn't you? Have you guys done like air show things? Yes, that's not, not the, the same. same. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was at least like no in the same no. ballpark. Not like the if, same. If a fighter jet. Drive. So I knew that going into this, that Logan was probably going to be like, well, after the first pass, be ready to leave. <clears throat> well, so I, I figured the first couple. Rounds would probably be a shock, but I think he, I figured he would relax eventually. So yeah. we went to it. Um, we were there on the Saturday. So um, they ran Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
Uh, and Friday and Saturday are time trials and qualifier qual, qualifying rounds for the top fuel guys. And Friday and Saturday are time trials, qualifying, and eliminations for everybody else. So much like uh, grid life was to NASCAR at Road America or you know any other of these type, sort of events, um, there are the top fuel cars there, but there are also like we we could have brought my dad's car and raced that weekend, um, and we'd have been there in whatever class the car falls into, right. and, and so there was there was actually a bunch of there were a couple of names a, a couple of people who my dad has known in a previous lifetime practically uh, that he used to race with that like one of them. Uh, that was racing there in one of the lower classes. I don't remember what class it was. He was there. Um, he was my dad's engine builder. He lives in Carroll, Iowa, which is just an hour away from here. Yep. Um, and he was there. He had uh, two cars fielded under his name and and uh, or under his banner, I guess, if you will. And and uh, yeah, we tried to go find him, but um, so. You've been to Topeka. We've talked about Topeka a little bit. The place is huge, right? It's it's massive. And drag racing is cool in the fact that uh, you can get right up next to all these trailers. You could go. I mean, obviously they have the they have an area where the where the pit is is roped off to keep people a little bit back from the cars. But you can be five foot away from these cars, right? Um, and pro racing is as pro racing does. So all of them are in haulers. Naturally. monster haulers and uh so it almost looks like a grid life no so like the drift area wait there's the drift skid, no the skid pad oh where we where yeah. drift happens at grid life that was where all of the normies were oh really because the pro stuff the top fuel cars the pro stock cars the funny cars and the dragsters they fill up the main paddock area oh and so, I mean, that place, it it was packed. I mean, it was crazy full. Then you pair that with the amount of spectators, too. Right. And um, they filled up stands on both sides. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. it's. A, I mean, it was a big event. There, it doesn't feel that crazy because the place, like I said, is so it's huge. huge. But there, there were probably 10,000 people there. Oh, I for mean, sure. it was a good, a well-attended event. Now I I wonder, as you alluded to, I wonder if the fact that we know this is the last NHRA event that's going to be held at Heartland Park drove that number up a little bit. Probably a little. Probably a little, but I don't think a remarkable amount. No, I thought that was at pretty good attendance at those. It things. does. I've heard it as much as fifty percent of that track's revenue is that event. Is that event? And the way that these usually the way that these races work is that the track. Basically, the track pays the the sanctioning body to do an event there, and the track makes money by selling spectator tickets. Makes sense. Is basically what it boils down to, if I understand how this stuff works correctly. I'll just assume that's how it works correctly, yes. So, it seems a little backwards. <laughs> kind of, Because, yeah. like, for us, for an SCCA event or a Gridlife event... Or whatever, uh, we pay the track for the privilege of using the track, 
and the track is ours to do with as we please Basically. within rules. Yep. And spectator tickets are sold through Grid Life, or if they were sold through the SCCA, yep. which obviously they they just, just let you yeah, in. Just, yeah, just driver. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and you just hope to be able to pay your track fee. But I don't think that's how that works at a pro level. No, it definitely doesn't. I, I don't. I don't think so. So, um, but yeah, there was the full TV regimen is there and, and the whole nine yards. It was, it was quite the spectacle. So, um, we paid for what they called VIP seating. Like down in front, like right next to the track. So, um, we were on pit side. Uh, and so there's that, there's the huge grandstands that run down the track, like where we sat and watched drag racing last year. And then, um, as you go towards the tower, so turn 14 to come back out onto the front straight is at the end of the big set of grandstands. Yes. And then you cross the, the road course and there's another grandstand there that goes over to the main tower for the drag strip. Yes. We were in that Oh, that's so like we were literally looking. If you sat in your seat and looked straight across the racetrack, we're looking at the burnout box. Yes, and then you can watch the and it's it's set at like a thirty degree angle to the racetrack, so you can look straight down the racetrack and see it all the way to the end. Yeah, those would be good seats. They were really good seats. They were really really good seats. So, um, but we paid a little extra for them, as you do. So. We also got preferred parking because my dad's old and it's worth it. <laughs> it's always worth it. Yeah, that's that's fair. I wasn't upset by it. Um, the biggest drag on this was that it was legit 100 degrees. Oh, yeah, it was super hot. It was absolutely disgusting. I was saying, Hastings wasn't terrible. And there's but it was no shade too. at all no. at Harlem Park. Zero. And, um, we got there at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And the first round of time trials for the top fuel cars was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh. And by the time that the first round of top fuel time trials happened, my son, for (laughs) sure, and even my dad and his friends and me too, had pretty well had enough. But my son, like, for sure had had enough. He was done with that day. He was vocal about it. Yes. And the first top fuel car did the burnout and that was loud and fine, whatever. But then I think the first one was a buy round and he went by himself. So it wasn't even two cars. Okay. And my son immediately turned around to me, buried his head in my chest and bawled for like 10 minutes straight. Just screamed, just crying. Oh man. I mean, between the fact that he was overheated and very done with it. And then it startled him in a way that I don't think he was expecting. So are you, uh, are you guys wearing like the big, Earplugs like what I have on right now, or do you have like little? No, foam? he had the he had the big ones over his ears. Okay, that would help. So um, we just had the but foam the, ones, and then you still had to put your hands over. Them. Yeah, but like even the big ones. So that's the, that's just it. like they do a good job of keeping the noise out. But then you got this big but like, thing on your head. It's a hundred degrees out. But like in all reality, uh, top fuel cars, yeah, they're loud, and like that's an experience. But Dude, you you feel it yep. like it's it, it's felt as much as it is heard. Yeah, it's like sitting next to a subwoofer. It's crazy it's like all the way through your body. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that it. 
it's an experience, dude. It, it's it's legitimately a, an experience that anybody who's a motorsports fan needs to go to. For sure. Um, I mean, drag racing is fun because uh, is a fun spectator sport because it's constantly changing. There's, there's always new cars. There's always new things happening. There's lots of classes. There's lots of things to be interested in. Um, the fan experience is really good because you can get right up next to them. Uh, all of the pro trailers had little boxes that you could pull hero cards, just like these CrowdStrike racing ones yep. for every single driver. Uh, my son collected a whole bunch of those. There's a picture if you scroll through here. Um, there was uh, a display with the junior dragsters. No, go back one. There was a display with some junior dragsters. They weren't running junior dragsters this weekend, but some of the drivers had set up a little area and they had some cars there. Yep. And they were letting kids sit in them. Ah, smart. Yeah. And so, dealers. <laughs> so my son got to sit in a junior dragster. And then the the boy for the one for so there were two of them there. And one of them was was a bigger junior because um so apparently when I was when I was doing it, you had to be eight. Yes. And up. Now you can be five. And they and they have (laughs) they have they're the same length, but the but the younger a car built for a younger kid, the the driver compartment, I guess, the cockpit, if you will, I don't know. Uh is a little bit smaller and the seat can be moved as well as the pedals. Oh, nice. So the pedals are just like in my cars, the pedals were just uh they had two bolts and there was just like pins, basically. Yeah, and you could just move them forward and backward wherever you needed them to be. And you brake with your left and, and gas with your right. Yep. It was a two-foot thing. Uh, because there's a steering column running right down the middle. So you can't. Yeah, there's, there's no, you there's can't no right moving back. Brake. Yeah, there's no moving back and right forth. foot brake. Um, also, you barely even need to brake. Yeah, no, you didn't <laughs> at all, really. Um but my son sat in the first, he sat in the bigger one and couldn't reach anything. And then the little boy came over and he was seven, just like Logan. He asked if he wanted to sit in low or if Logan wanted to sit in his car. And so I picked him up and dropped him in the other car and he fit in that one a lot better. And, and then they had hero cards too. Like the, the small children for the kids, <laughs> which was really cool. Yeah. And, uh, he asked Logan if he wanted one that was autographed, which is just the most adorable thing ever. Uh, and so they ran over to the table and my, and he autographed one for Logan and gave it to him. And like Logan was really jazzed about it. And nice. he says that he wants to do it. And my dad, How did that go over? my dad has literally just been waiting for someone to say go. Yeah, I believe that wholeheartedly. Like uh, the, the amount of money that it costs to buy one of those is not an issue. No. He's literally not just for, waiting for someone to yeah, say go. Yeah, not for grandfather. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> he's been waiting 20 years for this. Yeah. And uh, uh, neither one of us are convinced that Logan would do it as much as he thought he would do it in that moment. Because like I, I, I said, he's that. a giant pansy. He's super cautious. He's very like... He has to eat. You have to ease him into everything he does. He won't. Yeah. He won't go balls out into anything. Yeah, buying the car right now it would be a mistake. I would. So getting him in a car would be a good idea. But don't buy it. So, Mister Beck, rest in peace. He told me at one point that he had he had gotten to do some a couple passes in one of these at Eddieville because Eddieville had a car that they would rent you. Oh. 
So I need to find out if they still do that because that's brilliant for a track. Absolutely. Because they can buy a car. They're the, first like, hit, the first hit is free. They're yeah. like two or three grand to buy a car, just a basic-ass car. Yeah. Buy a used basic-ass car with the stock five-horse Briggs and Stratton. There's zero fucking maintenance to this thing. Yeah. And you can spend $100 on a night, do two or three test-and-tune passes, and if your kid likes it, the the track just made a ton of money on you for the next eight years in entry fees. Yup. It pays for itself. But like, immediately. it's really hard to swallow that two to $3,000 for a used chassis or five to $6,000 for a brand new chassis just to find out that your kid doesn't want to do it. Right. And now you're stuck with a car and a kid who won't drive it. Yep. So I need to find out if Eddieville still does that. Cause if Eddieville still has a car that you can rent, well, I mean, that, that's probably going to be a thing we're going to have to try. Absolutely. Which will be cool. So, uh, yeah. So what was his favorite thing about the weekend? <laughs> so we, <laughs> after we after we left, we're driving home, and I asked him what his favorite part of the weekend was, expecting him to say, you know, sitting this. in the race car or whatever it was. And he goes, the pizza. I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me right now? That $4 slice of pizza was your favorite thing this whole weekend? The whole day? Was it really good pizza? No. <laughs> it was cardboard with something imp- representing has, cheese on it. It has to be bad pizza if you're saying that. Well, I mean, it wasn't It wasn't the highlight of anybody's trip. It shouldn't be. No, no, it shouldn't be. I mean, yes, I've eaten worse pizza. There's probably worse pizza in my freezer waiting for me to eat right now. What's your go-to pizza? For him? No, no, for you. For me? Not a frozen pizza. Well, I mean, what's your frozen pizza go-to? I want to let's spark some controversy on the group. I I have a I I really you, I, don't, you have a pizza pizzazz. Yeah. Okay. I actually don't use it for the pizza that I eat anymore. I've kind of become a bit of a snob on that. I don't <laughs> I mean, I'll eat a Jack's if it's presented to me, but Ugh. it's not what I want. No. Right? But no, like, nobody buys that because of they no, want it. No, you buy it because you have se- a seven-year-old kid who likes pizza. And you have a dollar twenty-five in your pocket. You're not going to get a Jack's for a dollar twenty-five. What were back. the ones? What were the ones that were a buck twenty-five back? Yeah, in those college? don't cost that much anymore. Well, the now. Totino's ones that are square. That's, yeah, those. Yeah, are, those are. They used to be a dollar. Now they're like two or three, and a Jack's is like seven. five or six, and a DiGiorno. Uh, DiGiorno is like. The stuff, well, actually, DiGiorno is nine to twelve. Hyvee does them on sale all the time for five once in a while, and then so I really, I really do like the DiGiorno croissant crust. I liked it, just hated it. I really like it, but you can't make it on a pizzazz. No, it doesn't work on a pizzazz. Nope. So just uh, likes the stuffed crust, and I don't, I don't like. I do love a good stuffed crust, but I've never had a DiGiorno stuffed crust. I don't like the DiGiorno stuffed crust. I, I, it's, it's like, it's like. Cheese made from powder. You know what I mean? Like, it just it doesn't taste right. My issue with DiGiorno is that I can, buy, I can buy a pizza for the same amount of money as that cost me. Uh-huh. That's a better pizza. Uh-huh. Like, from... I mean, Name even, your place. You even know? Little Caesars is as good or better yeah, yeah. and cheaper. You can, you can do a... a not, maybe not anymore. It's been a minute. But, like, you can, you can get a $7 carryout. On a weeknight from Domino's for right. a single topping. Yeah. That's dirt cheap. And it's cheaper. Than, it's 
That's a better pizza than a DiGiorno. I agree. I know people that don't agree, but there are, there are people that right. will argue on the group t- this week. That's about a it, better but. pizza than a DiGiorno, <laughs> and it's the same price or less. I, I like Domino's. And Domino's won't deliver to my house. So whether I'm getting Domino's or Same. DiGiorno, I have to leave my house, so I'm not getting a DiGiorno. I get DiGiorno's for when I'm at home and don't want to leave to go to anything, so it's sitting in deep freeze. Yeah. Um, but if I do leave, yeah. I don't have a deep freeze, so I don't stock DiGiorno's at my house. You need a deep freeze. I don't have room for a deep freeze. You need to make room for a deep freeze. I don't need a deep freeze. You need a deep freeze. Why? Because when someone's like, hey, you want this quarter of a beef? That's not a thing that's ever been a problem in my house. And then you're like, oh, that'd be great. Here is 300 pounds of meat for free. That's not a... that My phone has never rang with that question. It will now, because it's been put out there. I'll the, buy a deep freeze then, but... It's worth every penny. Yet, it's worth every penny. As of yet, I, haven't, I have no need for it. I promise you. When you buy a deep freeze, you're going to come back on the podcast and be like, how did I go this long without no, a deep freeze? because I have no need for it, Robbie. You do. I don't. It's you just do. more food I'm not fucking eating. It's more food I'm just stashing away and not touching. It. You need it. I don't need it. It will change your life. It won't do anything except cost me money it in won't. electricity. No. It's fine. Thinking about my electricity bill now. Thanks, dick. <laughs> I have Just no need for it. Right I have no need for it. You do. I don't. You do. If I can't, if it doesn't fit in the freezer attached to my fridge, then I don't need it. I can't even fit pizzas in my fridge freezer. Then you should empty out your fridge freezer. No, no, no. They don't fit. Oh. It's, it's one of the vertical ones, so they literally do not fit. Oh, mine fit fine. No, they're not. You can only have one DiGiorno at a time in there. The Jacks ones you could, or the Tokyo oh yeah, I suppose if I stuff whole it, bunch if, I, if I stuff it in, they're all weird. But yeah, no, it does. It like it does not fit in the freezer. I took the ice machine out because I don't have it plumped into water. So oh, I have room. Then. That'll do it. Yeah, I, should, I have no, no need for a deep freeze. An ice machine, an ice machine on a fridge is not optional. It's a necessity. It's not plumbed in my. I would plumb it in. No, I don't. Want That's to. how important it is to me. If that, if that, Why? if that feature, what are you using ice for? In that literally everything. You're drinking water without ice in it? Yes, because it's cold. No, it's not cold enough. It's already cold. It comes out cold, Robbie. Adam, this is just like the beer tent at at, uh, the fair that advertises 27-degree beer. That beer is better than the the 32-degree beer. I don't want water that cold. Yes, you do. No, I don't. It needs to be... At almost freezing temperatures. No, it doesn't. It does not. too. No, that's it too cold. It tastes better. It tastes no, better. No, it's too cold. Ice and everything all the time. No, I don't use ice at all, and it just makes things worse, Robbie. It no. Just waters things down. It is water. Yeah, but unless it's carbonated, and then, but even then, Coke needs to have ice in it. No, it doesn't. It does too. It it's better. Out, if it came out it's of your better. fridge, it's already cold. It's better with ice. That's ridiculous. It's a, you know, I. Do you keep glasses in the freeze in the freezer? To you, really, put- you really want an answer to that question, Robbie? Yep. There's a glass in my fridge, my freezer, right fucking now. Me too. <laughs> I put I put glasses in the freezer too. So that, mine's a that, root beer mug. Well, yeah, the the, the, the beer stein yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you got to do it. Obviously, I'm not an animal. All right, we're on the same page. <laughs> I'm also a root beer fanatic. There's that. Yeah. There's a. $22, 12-pack of root beer in my fridge right now. I'm not proud. 
just is what it is, Robbie. I remember when 1919 was 1919. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be. Now it's $22. <laughs> That's so much. It's so much. That's so much money. I legitimately was going to buy you a I, pack of that one time. I refuse. I, talked to stuff out. <laughs> I, I refuse to drink more than one can a day because it's so much money that it, it has to be treated it has to be, has to be a treat. A, it has to be treated as a treat. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So. I do that with liquid deaths, too, except on, like, really hot but my, weekends. My problem with 1919 is that, like, now I can't drink a can of a Or mug. It's just not good. <laughs> it's really ruined me. Happens. So. So, now, now that I got you on this food. Anyway. <laughs> How did the rest of your drag racing weekend I don't go? know. Um couple of highlights so there was they had a i mean they had more basic classes right so you, you just pull a picture of it there was actually a, a front wheel drive dodge product there front wheel drive dodge class or just like no no, no no it was in one of the classes okay and it was the slowest pass of the weekend it happens yeah it ran like an 18 second quarter mile or something just absolutely awful but uh yeah there was actually like an 80s uh uh Dodge Charger. Nice. So that was kind of funny. Um, there were a couple of cars there that I think there might be a picture in here somewhere, but there were some of them that were, you could tell like they had been cars more like my dad's where they had been turned into, they were, they were steel body cars that had been turned into race cars. And then you could tell that there were cars that were fiberglass cars that had never been race cars yeah. or never been not race cars. I mean, obviously they're all tube chassis cars, right? But some of those people Built took it. took a body and bolted it onto a tube chassis off of a street car, and some of those people took a fiberglass shell and it was all aerodynamic and and whatever. And I just they're just not as cool, man. But they are. They're not as cool. Am I, is that what I'm looking at right now? Is a fiberglass. So that's a C7 Corvette. Okay, that is a, that is a Corvette. It's a C7 Corvette Roadster. Okay. But like go give me give me a couple more pictures here, Abby. No, no, that one. So that is like an early 90s uh Grand Am. Right. And that used to be a Grand Am at some point. That yes. was probably some high school chick's daily driver until she put it into a pole and then he bought it and bolted it to a tube frame chassis. And that's way cooler than the car that was probably in the other lane that was probably some sort of Mustang or Camaro with a nose that was 12 feet long in front of the front wheels and uh, was all arrowed out and fancy and slick. And it's just not as cool, Robbie. I don't disagree. No, I building building it from not this car. I realize that, like... So the other thing is that most of these were index classes. Okay. I don't and, know what that means. Uh, meaning that they can only go so fast. Oh. Okay. And all, excuse me, all of them were bracket racing, not heads up racing, which means that those fake ones that are all arrowed out and looking fancy to try and reduce coefficient of drag so that they can push through the air another mile an hour faster is a fucking waste of time. Uh-huh. And money. So just make it look cool. Or make it go 9,000 RPM. It's fine. Oh, they all do that, Robbie. <laughs> they all do that. Uh, there was no lack of high RPM uh, here, Good. for sure. So uh, there was one class that – it was an index class. So there's 
three different kinds of drag racing, basically. There's heads-up racing, which which means you all leave at the light at the same time, and whoever gets to the other end first wins. Yep. That's what everyone thinks of as classical, classic quintessential drag racing. There's bracket racing, which is a, a style of racing I wish we could figure out a way to replicate on a road course because yep. it's by far and away the most budget-friendly option, uh, which means that you go out there and you make a few time trial passes to try and get a feel for how the track is that day, and then you try and guess how fast you're going to go, and the person who guesses closest to it without going faster wins. And it doesn't matter whether your car runs 9s or 19s, you can win no matter what. Yes. All you have to do is be good at guessing. I like it. And then there's index classes where everybody has to run the same time and whoever runs closest to that time without going faster wins. Interesting. Index classing is the worst. (laughs) That sounds... From a spectator point of view, index classing is the worst. And the reason that that's the worst is because uh, most bracket racing cars and all heads-up cars, they're flat out as fast as those cars can go from start to finish. Most of those index cars, so like they had a class that was an 890 index, I'll bet most of those cars flat out will run low eights. Okay. Which is way faster than they're allowed to run. Yes. So they all launch, get 60 foot out, and then, and they stutter like they're against a rev limit or something because they have what's called a stutter box in there. Yep. And it will pull power, pull fuel. I don't know what it exactly does for however long they need to adjust that. And then the car takes off again. What? To the end, to the finish line. That's weird. And it's. Stupid. Why wouldn't you? Why would they just like get to a certain point and then coast? Nope. Is that it's not? all done electronically with a stutter box? So they That's launch like the worst nanny they, ever. They launch the car, wham, as hard as they can, and then they get sixty foot out, and the car just like dead stops, just pop, 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 and you can hear it, yeah. and then all of a sudden, poof, it's gone again. Weird. It's dumb. It's stupid to watch. In my mind. I could never do it as a racer because I feel like like some people hate bracket racing because heads up is the only way it should be. Fair. But at least in bracket racing, you're still going as fast as that car will go. Right. Now, whether that's real fast or not is up for argument. And I, I can understand uh, the purity, if you will, of heads up. Sure. Who's, who's the fastest motherfucker on the property? Right. I understand that. But like from a budget point of view, bracket racing makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, they stagger their starts. So the slower car will leave first. So in a perfect scenario, they both cross the finish line at the exact same time. Right. And so like there's that chase on both in both lanes, either being chased or doing the chasing. That's exciting yep. to watch. It's exciting as a driver. I get that it's not quite heads-up racing, but it's it can be interesting. But index class, that's not what they do. No. They both leave at the same time. They both cross the finish line at about the same time. So, yeah, okay, that's like heads-up. But they do – and, like, dude, I feel like as soon as my stutter box hit, a part of me would die every time. You mean like an auto blip? No, no, I don't feel like that's, I don't feel, I don't feel I like, took that out by the way. I know. You I did. don't trust it. I saw it sitting on your table, but I don't, that's not at all the same. No, it's not. I just feel I, like. You no, know, that, that's Stutterbox. That's, that's like that step beyond Nanny. That's, that's like, 
That's a crutch. That's not a nanny. That's a crutch. I, I just don't understand. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, GLTC, almost every car there, a lot of those cars are wildly detuned. To For make, sure. But like, so then detune your car so that it runs 890s. Yeah, right. That's what I thought you were going to tell me, like that, that they would no. have a different tune for 890 no. or would coast. That uh-huh. made that made sense to me. No. The Sutter box, I don't like. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. And then I feel like from a spectator point of view, which I understand that this, it can't work this way, <laughs> but like from a spectator point of view, it would be better if their Sutter box hit at the end of the racetrack. Yeah. Because they do it like they're barely out of the gate. Yeah. And then the car just like... And they launch hard. They oh, launch yeah. just as hard as anybody else, which seems like a total waste to me. Yeah. It also seems like it'd be extra hard on shit. I don't get it. I, yeah, that, that it's is, very that is, upsetting to me. I, I, but I, I feel I'm like a part you. of me would die every time that stutter box hit because I know this car will go, you know, eight teens and it's doing eight nineties instead. <laughs> And it's doing that because I've programmed a computer to slow it down for six tenths of a second before it lets me go again. Yep. I don't like it. And you shouldn't. So that's really upsetting to me. I don't know why. It just no, really, I'm, I'm it, with, it really I'm grinds with you. my gears. It sounds like it grinds theirs too. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. So. <laughs> the other thing that was kind of cool. Uh, that I I've never seen at at a national event before, either on TV or in person, because I've been to a couple of these. So, are you familiar with Streetcar Takeover, the group? Yeah, based I think it's built around kind of kind of around the like thirteen twenty video crew. Yeah, um, where they're racing street cars at drag racing or at drag strips. They're they're the cars you see on YouTube. They're you know big turbo, yeah, Camaros and Corvettes and GTRs and and, but they're street cars. Well, you didn't they, take any pictures, did you? No, I didn't take any pictures of street cars. <laughs> um, but they have uh, they have a class like street car takeover as has joined their- has joined with NHRA and runs a class at a lot of the NHRA national tour mm-hmm. events. And so they got to go out there and and make a bunch of passes with their cars and and they're allowed their own rules and they get to do whatever you know, however their system works and, yeah. and it's kind of an exhibition class and they're all padded together so people can go and see these cars. And, and that was kind of interesting. Um, they had one there, the, they had a GTR there that apparently made like 1800 all wheel Jeez. or something stupid. And, um, it was a brand new build and they ordered a cage for it and the cage showed up for a Nissan Altima or something like that instead of a GTR, and so they couldn't put a cage in it. And you can't go that fast without a cage. Right. And so what they were doing is they would leave leave hard, (laughs) and they'd run that car, like, out to the eighth, and then he'd slam on the brakes. brakes. (laughs) And so he'd launch the car, and he'd run it through the eighth mile. And then he'd ride the brake all the way through and was still running mid-nines on the brake. Does that not like defeat the whole purpose? Well, because, because <laughs> I do think it's kind of funny. We did this at when we went to that Pontiac race in, uh, last year, too. It was like... They say, "Oh, you can't go... A certain... You can't go a certain speed without a certain level of safety equipment. Yeah. Great. Couldn't agree more with that. 
Uh, now, obviously, you can run any level of safety equipment above and beyond what you're, what you, you know. Of course, you can run the safety equipment required to run four second passes if you're running twelve second passes. There's nothing that says you can't do that. But like, you can't go faster than this unless you've brought your car up to this standard as a minimum. Yes. But if your car isn't at that standard as a minimum, as long as you let off, you're fine. Yeah, that's that's what's so and weird that's to me. Dumb. Because, like, you're still launching just as hard. You're still doing all of that. So, like, if that guy's capable. still – if that guy's going through the quarter at in, uh, like, a mid-nine second and half of that track, he was on the brake. Uh-huh. That car had to have been doing close to 200 in the eighth. A lot could go wrong at 200 real fast. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that that to, to me that just kind of defeats the purpose. Like, uh, like I get that by the strictest sense of the rule, he, he followed. Didn't, he, followed he didn't the break rules. a rule, but it. But I'm surprised. Follow the spirit like, at all. I'm surprised that they're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, totally. You meant, the, and that's what they told <laughs> us to do. I know what they did too. I mean, that's they didn't make a special exemption for him as no. an exhibition pass. He wasn't allowed to race. With another car on track, yep. He had to make solo passes, and he was not allowed. It was purely for the exhibition of of being there, right? Um, but still, like, uh, all it takes is like one one small failure to turn into a catastrophic disaster. Yeah. So yeah. I'd- so uh, there was a there was a top fuel bike class, and they run. Other scary things. They run supercharged nitro-powered four-cylinders, uh-huh. and there were only four of them. Aren't those the ones that if you, like, blip the throttle... Just, they just, just like, the wrong way. And they explode. The, the, yeah. the, the cylinder will exit the chat. Yeah. Yep. yeah. like if you, yep. It's either on or off, and if you kind of, like, feather it, it just, like, fills, the th- fills it with fuel. And then yeah. Pff, yeah. They're crazy. That. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, the fir- there were only two... There were only four of them, so there were only two pairs. So the first pair went through, and they looked like fast passes. Oh, imagine! But I don't know what's a fast pass for these, and I can't remember numbers. I want to say that they ran like sevens. That seems fast. The first two passes, at like well into the one seventy, one sixty, one seventy range, maybe a little faster. Uh, and like, okay, that's that's scooting on a bike. Yeah, and like one of them. Uh, he got partway out there and I think he started having some tire issue. And, and so the bike's like just moving across the lane <gasps> and I'm like, Whoa. Whoa. And then the second set got up there and, uh, I guess there was one guy who's, he's like the guy, yeah. right? He wins all the races. Yeah. He, he, he has a, his leathers look like he's a spy, like he's Spider-Man and his helmet is Spider-Man. Everyone just calls him Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and he apparently wins all the races. He holds all the records. He's the guy. He's the top fuel drag bike guy. Okay. And he did like a, like a 480 at 230 miles an hour or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's his tires aren't even touching the ground. He's just a rocket. I couldn't. <laughs> I could not believe it, dude. There's no way. There's not enough money in the world to make me want to do that kind of speed. No bike. That kind of on a bike, absolutely not. In that distance, bike, bike drags 
terrify me. Well, it's like that tomahawk, that bike that I think what, Dodge Maker or whatever. Yeah, that, the, that would the go. It would, it would go faster. Theoretically, yeah, you couldn't theoretically top it out because it would blow the the, right. tri- you the rider off. You couldn't hold on. No, I'm good. Not my thing. Dude, does literally, literally every day that Jess comes home from the hospital, she's like, "Yeah, we had a pretty awful trauma today." I'll give you one guess what happened. Yeah, he was on a bike, wasn't he? And I and I always say he was on a motorcycle. I get yeah, it, Jess. Was, I'm not buying a motorcycle. He was, on, he was on a motorcycle. So just give up your crotch rocket dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So, yeah. It was fun. Uh, we did not... Originally, we had hoped to like stay there through the first round of Top Fuel, and then we were going to go watch them do the engine rebuild stuff, and then oh, yeah. maybe watch the second round and then go home. We made it through the first round, and then we went home. It was just too hot. My yeah. son was done with it. My dad was done with it. His friends were done with it. We just went home. Yeah. If you're standing in the sun, 100-something degree day. If it had been 15 degrees cooler, we'd have been there for three more hours. Oh, for sure. But it was yeah. just too much. It was miserable. We couldn't drink enough water. And bottles of water were $5 a piece. Yep. And it was just, it was too much. So It's like going to the fair. How much is that? It's $8. That's the answer for everything. Everything yeah. is $8. At least. Yep. Yeah. We didn't go this year. It was good. It was good this year. We go every couple of years. That's not a thing I need to do annually. No. No, we went and watched. We just, I mean, yeah. go every year. And then and then walked around, and then we saw Hairball, because they were free. Nice. It was fun. Jess had never heard of Hairball. She's like, why is there so many people here? It's like, it's for Hairball. Hell yeah. I've seen Hairball. Hairball's yep. a good time. Yep. And she goes... They're really into it. She goes to do well, a good show. Well, she asked, like, what the hell hairball is? I've never heard of this. And I was like, it's, it's a. What's eight, it sound like? It's an 80s cover band. Uh, and they cover like, everything. I was like, they there's, like, there's people waiting in line for an hour for a free hairball concert. I was like, yeah. So we venture over there at like 8 o'clock yeah, they, when they, it starts. We're, we're way like in the, the back. They do the costume changes oh, yeah. and the whole night. Like, it's a it's a really well produced show. Yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah time. like pyros and all yeah, this stuff. And, like, they come out and I think it was like a Def Leppard song is what they opened with or whatever. And they're like, fire and shit going everywhere hell yeah bro and I turned her I was like you see why people waited <laughs> it's really well we ended up we ended up sticking around for like an hour so <clears throat> we talked about this years ago my dad has a buddy who has those big international limousines that they oh, used to use yeah. as airport trans like cause back in the day they didn't have the jetways like they do now and so like you would get on and off the plane on the on the runway and they had these big like 12 row limousine type things that everybody would get in and, and then they take you back to the terminal yep. <clears throat> and he owns two of those okay and he runs them at sturgis as nice. a taxi service smart yeah and this year he got to transport hairball fun <laughs> so they yep. were at hairball or they were at sturgis, sturgis. last weekend yep. and then they're here this week yep. so no I, I was i mean good on them for doing the free show i mean that was, yeah. that was super i think cool. they do a free show every year yeah, it's, it's, it's just because I would have paid to see that. I was like, yeah, I swear they're in Des Moines I have once paid a year. to see them. Yep. So, I would. So. Because I, I was convinced that they weren't on the free stage last time. It's way better than most people probably preconceive it to be. For sure. For sure. Cover bands generally aren't a, th- a thing that... That you wait in line for. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hairball's good. Hairball's it's a, it's a, a good a, time. It's I know experience. my parents have seen them more than once. Oh, yeah. So... I, I've seen them, um, I want to say it was one of the times they were at the free stage at the fair years ago. Yeah. And I saw it like, we didn't stick around. But then, yeah, this this year we stuck around. We saw them at the Hard Rock in Sioux City. Nice. Good times. Yeah. So, 
Go to a top fuel event. Yeah. Go to Hairball. Yeah. Uh, send Robbie your your. God damn it! Your fancy de uh, VQ parts. Yeah. And tell me how wrong I am about my love for the DiGiorno croissant crust. Nah, you're not wrong. We'll do a show again eventually. See you next time. Yep. Yeah.